Greetings, and thank you very much for accepting our invitation to join this Bible study and reflection for May 12th, 2021. Please feel free to share this podcast with family and friends, because when God's Word is sent out, it never returns empty. The more we abide in God's Word, the more we will learn, love, and live it. Today's study and reflection is on anger. For additional insight, please check out BibleProject.com and search for their short video titled, Slow to Anger. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most gracious God, we thank you for your word. We ask that you would send your Holy Spirit to stir up in each one of us the love for your word. Help us to glorify you through our thoughts, words, and deeds, just as your son Jesus did. We ask this in his name. Amen. You know, the normal stress of everyday life is something we have to cope with. But it seems that the past year has left us just a little edgier than normal and probably a little quicker to anger. COVID-19 was, and still is, a wicked disease. As more and more people are being vaccinated, the number of cases in South Carolina are on the decline, thank goodness. Just as we begin to breathe a sigh of relief, thanks to some cyber gang located in Russia, we now have, all along the East Coast, another reason to be edgy and quick to anger. A gas shortage, rising gas prices, and in some cases, outright price gouging. And did I mention long lines at most gas stations, if they're even open? We have many opportunities for the crouching beast known as sin to stoke our anger. We also have many opportunities to extend grace. The choice is ours. The Bible is full of stories involving anger. I have chosen several selections involving anger for all of us to ponder on. The first one is found in the book of Exodus, chapter 34, verse 6. And you might might remember this from last week's study. Here is the reading. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. The next reading is found in the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. God makes it clear in this reading that we have choices to make, and along with those choices are consequences. Here is the reading. Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord, and Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. 
Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. The next reading is very short, and it can be found in the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 22. Here is that reading. An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Now, there are accounts in the Bible where both God and Jesus displayed their anger. Theirs was not a knee-jerk anger that many of us display on occasion. Their anger was in response to humanity's lack of love for each other and lack of respect for their creator. I'm going to read just a short story from a book titled Wounds Are Where Light Enters. And it was written by a Lutheran pastor named Walter Wangren Jr. And he's written several other books as well. And I can highly recommend his writing. This is a story that occurred while he was a pastor in a small church in Evansville, Indiana. I'll begin the reading. The storm sewer system in the inner city surrounding Grace Lutheran Church was hopelessly old. A spring rain would fill the streets, Gum, Elliot, Lincoln, Garvin, and Governor, with small lakes. It was May 1985 at 8 o'clock in the evening when a most memorable thunderstorm hit with the suddenness of the hand of God. The first rip of lightning occurred while I was teaching an adult confirmation class in the basement of our church. The windows flashed, then came the boom of thunder, and then a salvo of hard rain. My class consisted of about eight adults. We looked at one another. We gotta go. Outside, like strobe lights, the bedazzling lightning caught pictures that were fixed in our eyes. The rain and the new forming lakes and the car tires were already half underwater. Lucian Snaden was a tall, muscular young man. Most members of the confirmation class were able to start their cars and drive carefully through the flood, leaving wakes in the lakes behind them. One elderly woman could not walk to the water, walk through the water to her car door. Lucian and I pushed the vehicle to higher ground. Finally, he and I were left standing alone under the roof of the church's porch. He was waiting for his mother. I was keeping him company. Between the bolts of lightning, only the one bulb under the porch roof shed a sort of orange light. On the other side of Grace Lutheran Building was a small brick house divided from the church's wall by a narrow sidewalk and a concrete porch. Several years ago, the house had been a parsonage. Now it contained offices for my secretary and me, a kitchen, a workroom, and a room with shelves for all my books. Last autumn and late into winter, the church had been burglarized. We lost our silver candlesticks and then the electric keyboard in the sanctuary. So we had moved all our valuables into that house of offices. Lightning riddled the heavens. Out loud, I counted the seconds. One, two. The thunder that followed could not have been more than two miles away. 
Lucian and I were prepared to brave the waters whenever his mother drove into view. His face was composed. Neither the wind nor the weather troubled him. He was a man of silences. I commented on our rotten storm sewer system. He gazed into the rain and said nothing. Suddenly, in the interval between thunder crashes, I heard glass breaking behind the church. Lucian remained calm, but I dashed around the building. If a tree branch had smashed a window, then rainwater was blowing inside, destroying things. But it wasn't a branch. It was a thief standing on the old parsonage porch. It was he who had broken the window. My blood shot to anger. The flat stupidity of the thing. Hadn't that thief seen the lights in the church windows? Couldn't he see that people were inside the basement? I yelled, hey! The man yanked his arm from the broken glass and snapped upright. Lightning flashed. He was a skinny little fellow, wide-eyed and frightened. His arm had been cut. It was bleeding. The advantage is mine. Look at me, I cried. I want to memorize your face. Boom, another clap of thunder. I leapt to the porch. He whirled around and jumped off into the grass. I ran after him, thrilled with the chase. The grass was wet. His shoes slipped. He belly flopped and went skating through the water. He scrambled to his feet and kept running. Hey, I cried again, lightning again. Well, the man was just a boy, wiry legs and terrified eyes, and I felt a personal power. I tackled him. I pressed my right hand on his chest. Another bolt of lightning and a clap of thunder. Boom! I raised my left arm and pointed to heaven. That, I shouted, is for you. God is saying, get away from my church and never come back again. Lightning struck again. His face was streaming water. His clothes were drenched and covered with mud. He was barefoot. I thought I heard him whimpering, please. Boom! The voice of an angry God. He wiggled out from under me. I let him go and stood up. So much for robbers and thieves. Then I, the conquer conquering hero, I headed back to Lucian under the roof of the church porch. Know what I just did, I said. I was a head shorter than Lucian and wasn't even athletic. You can imagine the pride with which I told him everything that had happened, describing in detail my defeated adversary. For the first time that evening, Lucian spoke. He said, I know him. Know who? That boy. His mom named him Centurion. We call him One Cent. Now his mama calls him five dollar because he is the only one left to look after her. They are poor. They can't buy medicine for her. She needs her medicine. The Reverend Pastor Walter Wangren Jr. had been sure that he knew the boy. I hadn't known him at all. But my vaulted anger, by my vaulted anger, I had thought to exclude him from the church. Instead, I had excluded myself. Wow. Reading this story made me think back on the many times that my anger was kindled quickly and burned fiercely against someone. In those moments, I too was guilty of removing myself from the church. 
If we're looking for a cure for this condition called quick to anger, we have to look no further than the words of Jesus found in the book of John, chapter 13, verses 34 to 35. This is Jesus' own prescription, written almost 2,000 years ago, and it has no expiration date. Here is the reading. A new command I give you, love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And one final reminder that love conquers hate and controls anger is found in the book of Romans, chapter 13, verses 8 to 10. Here Paul is clearly referring to what Jesus told his disciples regarding love. Here is the reading. Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and most merciful God, we thank you that through your mercy you extend us grace at times when we deserve your anger. With the help of your Holy Spirit, we too can become slow to anger and extend your grace to others. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.